Welcome to another edition of The Bridge Pathways to Big Ideas. So this is a service of the Morgan Entrepreneurship Alumni Chapter. My name is Omar Mohammed, the class of 1993 with a degree in accounting. I'm glad to be here representing uh, the chapter and representing the host of the, the bridge. So for those individuals who are not familiar with who we are, the Morgan Entrepreneurship Alumni Chapter, uh, we have been around for about five years now. And our mission is to maintain a network of Morgan State University alumni, entrepreneurs for business opportunities, and to serve as a resource for entrepreneurial development for the students, the overall university, and the surrounding community. In each, every, it's every other week, I should say, uh, we bring on a Morgan alum who's now an entrepreneur. They may have not started out in the school of business uh, around entrepreneurship, but now they are entrepreneur. You can listen to past episodes of The Bridge on edacmorgan.com. That's E-D-A-C morgan.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram at MSU Alumpreneur. That's MSU Alumpreneur. So today we have Tisha Skinner, and we're going to find out more about who she is. So welcome back to Morgan State University. Oh, hello. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we on now. Yes. All right. So welcome back. So let's Thank let's you. get to find out who you are. So what what year did you graduate? What was your major? And what are you doing now? Well, let me introduce myself again. My name is Tisha Skinner. Um, I graduated from Morgan State University back in 1998. Can't believe it's been that long. Um, while I was here, my major was telecommunications, telecom. And currently right now, I am... A franchisee of Smoothie King and I have two Smoothie King locations in the Maryland area. My first store was actually located in Columbia, Maryland. Um, my second store is in BWI Airport, um, the D terminal, and then my third location is in Laurel in the Laurel Town Center. Mm, so so you are rocking and rolling. So yes. we're gonna talk more about franchising. Uh, but we want to find out, you know, from your perspective, when you were a student here at Morgan, did you even think about entrepreneurship? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I kind of always knew that I wanted to be in charge of something, not quite sure what it would be. Mm -hmm. um, I guess deep down I always felt like I wanted to own my own business because I had a challenge with authority from, mm. a, from a young child. Mm. Um, so, But not necessarily knowing what that would be or what type of business it would be. Um, like I said, I wasn't even a business major. I was always a telecom major. I thought radio and television would be um, where I would was heading. But um, after doing internships and actually working for a local radio station, I realized that my passion was more into sales and marketing, more so than broadcasting and journalism. Mm. And that skill, sales and marketing, is truly important. But I want to kind of back up. I often hear entrepreneurs say that they wanted to be in charge of something mm -hmm. and they wanted to be their own boss. Ooh, all right. So <laughs> there are some individuals out there uh, who, who say that, but uh, they, you're reporting to somebody, right? Well, ultimately, yes. You always are reporting to someone, but you, yeah. you really need for me, I need that freedom, mm -hmm. um, that flexibility, mm -hmm. 
and the ability to be creative and kind of make major decisions that can that I can immediately see the impact of. Absolutely. And yeah. I think that's most important. Um, I came from corporate America. Mm. I've worked for PepsiCo, Colgate oh, wow. Palmolive, yeah. Georgia Pacific, um, Diageo, Moa Hennessy. I've worked for a lot of big names mm-hmm. where I did have that creativity and that ab- ability to make my own decisions. But ultimately, um, you know, I, I needed a work-life balance. Mm. If I have a sick kid, mm. I want to be able to say, I'll be right back, take care of everything I like until yeah. I return. Yeah. Instead of saying, hey, can I have permission to leave yeah. <laughs> and go pick up my sick kid? So I think it was more of a lifestyle change for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I found Smoothie King, I really loved the concept of um, – having a brand that's focused on health and wellness Mm. because I feel a lot of times, especially in the black community, we don't have brands perpetuating health. Mm. Everything is usually unhealthy. So that drove me towards um, a Smoothie King franchise. And then it's also easy for me because I'm not cooking. (laughs) It's pretty much fruit nice and protein. So um, I just felt like that was a good brand for me to venture off into being an entrepreneur. And I started with them about maybe 15 years ago, mm. and today I'm still here. So mm. obviously I like what I do. I love my work-life balance, and, you know, I would like to grow in the future as well. All right. So so let me just, you know, Omar, why are you so rough on Tisha? I'm not <laughs> trying to be rough. She can handle this. You know, so I guess the point I was trying to make is, you know, ultimately as entrepreneurs, we're reporting to – I shouldn't say reporting, uh, but we're – that's answering to our customers and our suppliers, you know, those individuals who uh, are really our, not our business partners, but our part of our ecosystem. That's mm-hmm. a better term to use. They're part of our ecosystem. So that's where I was trying to go. I wasn't trying to be hard on her. She, she grown. <laughs> she can handle this. All right. So let, let's jump right into, you know, from telecom to sales and having that skill set of sales. You know, often, you, you may hear this a lot, um, entrepreneurs say, I don't want to sell, but I want to be a business owner. What's, what's your thoughts on that? When you Have you heard that before? No, that's kind of an oxymoron yeah. because you cannot be a business owner without having some sort of sales ability or skills. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when people think of sales, they think of, hey, there's this product that I'm trying to push. Mm-hmm. But actually, yeah. the, the true concept of a salesperson is being able to sell yourself. It doesn't matter what you're selling. If you can get people to engage with you and like you and connect with you, then you're winning. Mm-hmm. And that's the major part of being an entrepreneur. You've got to convince tons of people yeah. to support you, starting with the banks mm-hmm. for your funding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got to convince them that this is a viable business and they're not going to lose their money. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere from your landlord, you've got to convince him that it's a viable business and you're not going to um, you know, default on anything. So selling yourself is a major major part of being an entrepreneur i don't see any way around it yeah absolutely i definitely agree with that so getting started in business so you work for so you went from morgan Mm -hmm. to working with corporations uh, and and how did you what resources did you use to really get started in, in business um, when I was here at Morgan or just in well, general? Well, when you got, even before you found out about the franchise, mm-hmm. I mean, what resources helped you? So you're working, let's say, at a, a uh, I don't want to mention no 
corporate name. So you're working for this corporation, uh-huh. and you say, you know what? I need work-life balance. Uh-huh. I'm ready to start my own business. Mm-hmm. So what what's that process from moving from corporate to starting your own business? So I'd like to um, credit Morgan for this, but I'm an excellent researcher. Okay. So a lot of times people sit back, and they have the idea or the dream of owning their own business, but they don't put the work in behind it. Mm. And a lot of people come to me and say, hey, Tisha, how did you get started? And my answer is simply Google. <laughs> We're in the Google age. There is um, an abundance of the information <laughs> at everyone's fingertips. I mean, I would be so basic as to Google how to start a smoothie business. Yeah. How to do this. How to do Just Google it. And the answers are there. Google, make phone calls, research. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that share a lot of information, whether it be a podcast like this one, mm-hmm. on different platforms. There's so much information yeah. out here. Yeah. It's very hard to say that you can't find any information because it's pretty much impossible. Right. So so 15 years ago, was I'm trying to remember, was Google around? It was. Years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was. It, was, it was Yahoo. We were using Yahoo it a lot. Was. I was using Yahoo a lot. I was lot. using Google. <laughs> okay. Now, Google was trying to say I'm older than you? Uh, pretty much. I am older than you. Yeah. Google, Google was around. Um, and just, you yeah. know, calling. Um, I would go down. At that time, I was living in Atlanta when I started uh, with Smoothie King. Okay. I would go down to the state and mm. have, have a bunch of questions. Yep. I would go into mm. the bank and mm. just say, hey, if I wanted to start a business, what would I do? You'd be surprised. People are really, really helpful um, if you're humble. Yeah. And you, you pretty much you have to ask for what you want to receive. Absolutely. And I don't have a problem doing that. Um, even now, I've been in business 15 years, and I don't know everything. Right. I'm far from being all knowledgeable. So if I see someone that's doing something that I would like to do, I'll pick their brains and find mm. out what they're doing and try to improve upon my skills and ability. Mm. So you always have to yeah. have that mentality of seeking information. Seeking information and pick your brain. You mm-hmm. know, I get that so often. Omar, you know, can I pick your brain? Yeah. You know, so my wife always says yes mm-hmm. for the first 15 minutes that it's free. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's a fee. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, I, I want to help. I want to help people. So well, you here, know, that's where I am. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Most successful business people, mm-hmm. they want to share. Yeah. You wouldn't hardly ever find a successful business person that you say, hey, how did you get started? And they don't want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. They're excited about their accomplishments <laughs> and they'll share with you. Mm-hmm. Find yourself a mentor. Mm. Get as much information as you can from that person. And you'll be surprised. There's a lot of people out here willing to help, and the help usually comes from strangers. Yeah, isn't that something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Help comes from strangers. Yes. All right. So, so let's jump into the franchise piece. So, mm-hmm. you know, why franchise? You know, why not just go out and you know do some consulting work or use your your skills in telecommunications mm-hmm. to do some type of production? Why did you decide? Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm yeah. going to be completely honest. Right, this is what the show. I was is. a little lazy, <laughs> so okay. at the time I was in my corporate America job, which was very demanding. I had a newborn baby, mm-hmm. and I was also in grad school. Okay, wow. Why reinvent the wheel when there's already one developed for you? Mm. Um, Smoothie King, they already knew their market. Mm-hmm. They already knew. They knew their recipes. They knew price points. They knew products. They knew everything that I wasn't privy of. Previous to Smoothie King, I had never even worked in restaurants at all. I've never wow. had a fast food job or never waited tables, so I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to be a part of this brand. I saw mm-hmm. the future on where it was going. 
So my thought is, you know, why figure out what color paint to paint the wall when they already have that? You know, <laughs> let's just get into this yeah. and start growing the business and not have to worry about the minutia mm. of everything else. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I decided to do a franchise. For some people, it works. For others, it doesn't. Um, with the franchise, you get the brand recognition. Mm -hmm. Smoothie King had been around for 40 years. Um, so a lot of people knew about them at the time down south where I was. Mm -hmm. And like I said, they had processes in place, procedures in place oh, wow, that like I that. didn't have to develop. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. When you start your own business, you pretty much have to develop everything from yeah. construction mm -hmm. to HR, like mm -hmm. every single department. And honestly, I didn't have the time mm -hmm. and I just felt like it was very turnkey. So mm -hmm. it was a good fit for me. Yeah, I like that, that turnkey. And just having systems in place, mm -hmm. oftentimes entrepreneurs, you know, even, you know, some of the entrepreneurs that I work with are, are government contractors mm -hmm. and they don't have systems in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's you necessary. Know, yeah, and they're chasing, they're constantly chasing, chasing money. Mm -hmm. And that could be dangerous for an entrepreneur. And, you know, having those systems in place are truly uh, important for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. and, well. and having that support yeah. from the franchise as yeah. well is very important. All right. So, so as a franchise owner, what what support do you get from the franchise? I'm franchised or yeah. Well, we have um, ops consultants, which are operations consultants. They come around and make sure we're following all the rules. Mm -hmm. um, we have resources. So if something happens and we don't know how to address it, we can call someone up and get assistance. Mm -hmm. um, of course, they have a full legal team on board, which is also helpful. And then we have the biggest thing is we have research and development. Yeah. So our research and development will look at trends and look at what our consumers want and create smoothies and recipes that meet the needs of those consumers. So, mm. for instance, we just got a keto smoothie that came out a few months ago. Oh. Everyone's on the keto diet. No keto. We've got a yeah. keto smoothie. Yeah. Like, that's something that I wouldn't be able to develop on my own because mm. it's a very scientific thing. Yeah. Um, we also have a Hit Fit smoothie, which is our newest one for anyone that's doing high-intensity training. It's mm. the perfect smoothie for them. So all of our smoothies have a purpose at Smoothie King. We're just not making things taste good. Yeah. There's a certain amount of protein that needs to go in, a certain amount of nutrients to make sure that our consumers are getting their nutritional needs. Mm -hmm. So that is something that I feel is a big, big benefit for us. Even things from like logo, branding, mm. designs of the cups, the mm. straws, the napkins, small things that you wouldn't think of that are very, very purposeful and play a big part in our brand. All right. So, so, I mean, those are some important <laughs> key things, mm -hmm. you know, that yeah, as an entrepreneur, I was going to ask about the advantages and disadvantages mm -hmm. or the advantages uh, as a, a advantages of a franchise as a franchise as compared to a somebody that's getting started up or buying an, an existing business. Mm -hmm. But you just kind of mentioned some of those. Yeah. There, there are some disadvantages, too, mm -hmm. since we're going to look yeah, at both of them. The disadvantages, I don't have creative freedom all the time. Mm. So, for instance, if I create a smoothie and it tastes really good, I can't bring it in. Oh, so you can't create a Morgan smoothie? No, I can't. Unfortunately, I can in a certain way. Ah, so we can okay. take an existing smoothie and maybe add some strawberries or mangoes to it ah, and make I it see. a mango. But I, I can't see. create yeah. my own thing. Okay. So it's kind of like I do all my own business, but my hands are sometimes tied. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as branding and marketing, I can't you know, change the current branding because we stay mm -hmm. consistent with all locations. Um, I, For instance, at one of my stores, we did a great job selling wheatgrass shots. We can't do that do because hold wheatgrass shots. Have you not heard of wheatgrass? No. Oh my goodness, no. it's amazing. You didn't bring any? No, we, can't, we don't sell them anymore. So oh, I used wow. to sell them okay. in Columbia, Okay. but because of the branding, all stores need to be consistent. So oh, if wow. one store has it, every store oh. has to have it. So it's kind okay. of like that. And then, of course, there are franchise fees that are associated with yeah. that. 
So um, you're paying money, you know, out back to the franchisor monthly, money that you can definitely keep in your pocket. But, you know, that money is being spent in marketing, advertising, and helping to grow the brand to make Mm. us more popular, which ultimately brings more money in the door for me. So Mm. those are some of the disadvantages. Yeah, so I always wondered with franchises, I see advertising like State Farm, mm-hmm. you know, you may see, you know, and they have a local agent. Mm-hmm. So are you paying for that? Pretty much. Yeah, we have a marketing fund. Uh, they take about 3% of our total sales mm-hmm. every month and it goes towards the marketing fund. And that marketing fund covers mm-hmm. any PR, public relations, any um, social media promotions, mm-hmm. any radio or television. So it pretty much covers that for the whole country for all Smoothie King locations. So, yeah, and each Smoothie King location is independently owned and operated. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm proud to say that I'm one of the few black owners in the Mm -hmm. Maryland area, and I'm the only black owner to ever open an airport at an airport location at BWI, so I'm pretty proud of that. Congratulations. (laughs) You have three. I have, well, I had three. I just actually sold the Columbia location. Look at you. Yeah, so I, I currently have two, but I'm working on some more. All right, all right. So you sold a business. Uh-huh, yes. What was that like? I was going to jump to another question, but man, this uh, is look at you. It was it was um, <laughs> it was a decision that had to be done. As okay. you well, you the public don't know they don't know this, but yeah. it's just me. I'm a one person show. I was going to get and you. And I'm a one hundred percent. I'm a one hundred percent owner. Yeah. In addition to that, I'm a mom. Yeah. So you know, my work life balance is very important to me. Yeah. And it got to a point where my work life balance was being challenged. Okay. So sometimes in business, you have to take a step back to take a step forward. Absolutely. So it was yeah. very emotional for me to let go of my Columbia location because that was my first location in Maryland. Mm. I've had it for a long time. Definitely emotionally tied to it, but sometimes we have to um, make those wise business decisions and not Absolutely. make it personal. Right. So I was able to um, sell that location to a new franchisee, give him an opportunity to come in mm. to the brand, and then um, you know I'm going to reorg and I'm pretty much going to be focusing on other airport locations because I think okay. the airports mm-hmm. are my niche. Okay. Yes. All right. And that's that's important, you know, finding where where you really fit in. So I mean, that was going to be my question. Uh, managing multiple stores. I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes entrepreneurs, I mean, they like, man, this it's hard just managing, you know, yes. day by day. Yes. You're managing multiple stores, which are, well, I guess they're kind of somewhat close. They're about twenty minutes yeah, apart. Yeah. Right. You know, but, give or take traffic. Yeah. But how how is that managing multiple stores? Well, the thing of being a business owner, number mm-hmm. one, is you wear many hats. Yeah. So I am the HR department. I am operations. I am, you know, sales, marketing, everything. Um, but ultimately, you can't do that by yourself. Right. You have to have a very very strong team. So lucky for me. I have really, really great managers Mm -hmm. that I could not do this without, and they are committed to me and my grandiose ideas of growth (laughs) and success, and they've been such a help to me. So I can't be in all three places at one time, so my managers definitely are my support system, and I try to do as much as I can to feed into them. So... When you're starting a business, in the beginning, you might be able to do it by yourself. But as you grow and expand, you're going to need a great team. Um, So the goal is to always groom people Mm. to take over, to actually take your position. Because I would love to see my employees one Mm. day own their own Smoothie King, and I would help them do that. Mm. But um, you can't do it by yourself. Right, right. You may want to, but you definitely need a good team. So I guess yours is different from a traditional um, startup. 
when I when I mean is you know finding a team and having that team kind of go to work because mm-hmm. you because you need the team right away. Well, I actually a lot of my strong team members started off working for me as team members and then they were just promoted. I would just right. groom them as they were in the organization. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it wasn't just you in there making all the smoothies no. for the airport, for Laurel, no. right? So you, yours had to be right away. Yes. You know, so how did you, well, I guess yours yours is right away. You know, most times when entrepreneurs uh, go into business, they, they, they say, you know what, how do I know when it's time to hire somebody? Yeah. And always say when you can afford to pay them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, when you can afford to pay them. So it's almost, you know, a catch twenty two situation. Mm-hmm. You're trying to grow your business, but you don't have the resources to hire somebody in some cases. Uh, or you do have the ability to hire people, but you don't have the right people. Exactly. So I always get that question, how do you know you have the right person? I'm like, I don't know. So I'm asked the expert. Well, How that's do you a know? good question. Um, <laughs> you really don't. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in food service, there's a high turnover rate. Yes, it is. Um, and yep. that's one of our challenges yeah. because it's like we invest so much in training and developing, and then that person leaves or that person does something to force them to leave. Mm. Um, you actually can tell once you once you hire. Once you're once you're used to hiring, you can tell who's going to make it and who isn't. Mm-hmm. And I always give the advice of um, the minute you see that this person is not a good fit for your organization, you need mm-hmm. to move on that. Yeah. Don't a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake of being personal. Mm-hmm. Oh well, she's my friend, or yeah. she, you know, she's she has these bills. I don't want to do that. It's a business decision. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of times with my team, I'm I'm very fair. Mm. So I always say. I will never terminate you, you will terminate yourself. Mm. So I pretty much give you the rules and if you follow them, you're gonna be with me for a long time. Mm. If you choose not to, then you may be a little short-lived, but ultimately when making decisions of hiring, it needs to be a business-focused decision, never personal. Mm -hmm. And I've had kids that work for me, kids and people that work for me that I love, Mm. that I had to let go because it wasn't beneficial for the business. And they've come back to me later on and said, thank you for that, you know, Mm. you taught me a lot. Mm. But a good business owner will always focus on their business first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So let's let's kind of shift gears. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's let's stay here. And then we're going to shift gears. Coming <laughs> back to to Morgan. Uh, so wh- where do you see franchising in general and entrepreneurship going in an, in the next decade, if you will, in this particular decade, I should say. Well, I think I definitely see it growing. Um, a lot of concepts are now looking at franchising. Um, because it, number one, gets the brand uh, more visibility. Mm-hmm. Because you, if you have other people running the show, like we talked about previously, yeah. if you're just one person, you can only yeah. do but so much. So franchising gives you an opportunity to grow that business and that brand um, in order to grow your customer base, number mm-hmm. one. Number two, it's like I said before, it's turnkey. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people, they don't want to deal with you know creating a brand from scratch. They'd rather just you know, step in and start operations. And I think that's one of the benefits of having a franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But, I mean, just take a look at any business journal or magazine, and mm -hmm. there's all these franchises popping up. Yeah, it is, yeah. From daycare centers to cleaning franchises, to anything coding, that you could think of. Teach your yeah. kids about coding. Yeah. I saw something. Man, that's expensive to get and, one, yeah. one of those. Anything you could think yeah, of. Yeah. Anything you could think of. And then, you know what? Don't say that it's expensive because. Let me take that back. It's not expensive. Take it's that just back. A, yeah, it's yes. just an investment. That it's a great <laughs> investment, you know. <laughs> and a Thank lot you for a, a, a lot that. of people. Yeah. Um, they are afraid to start their own business, and I'm going to tell you why. Number one, they don't have the faith in themselves. Mm -hmm. That's most the most important thing. You have to have faith in yourself that you can get this done, and you have to have a passion for what you're doing, yeah. number one. Number two is a lot of times people will say, hey, I've always wanted to start this business, but I didn't have the money. Do not say that. Yeah. The money will find you. Yeah. I started pretty much all of my stores without having funding, meaning I've signed leases with landlords mm. without having a bank commitment. And I just went and fought for that commitment. Mm -hmm. So when I opened my first store in Atlanta, I had the lease and then I had to find the loan. I got rejected eight times, but on that ninth time, wow. someone said yes. Yeah. So being that you have to get it done, that will force you to get it done. Mm -hmm. If you make excuses, excuses about it, you'll never get it done. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is you have to make sure that you maintain the same energy that you had in the beginning That's right. all the way yeah. through. You can't quit mid midway. Mm -hmm. Being an entrepreneur is very challenging. We have a lot of challenges that a lot of people really <laughs> wouldn't be able to make it. But yeah. that's what sets us apart from everyone else. We don't quit. Mm -hmm. So as long as you have those three things, you'll be successful at whatever business venture you look for. Uh, I love that. And you're right. The money is out there, you know, whether it's, you know, micro loans mm -hmm. or access to capital you know so you know we're going to bring some finance people on here you know i'm still trying to find that free money mm -hmm. you know for black people and for women you I, know. when you find that yes. please let me I, know i always <laughs> tell the students that i always tell the people who come here man where the free money for the black folk <laughs> it's hey y'all i haven't found it yet and i've been doing this for a while yes. <laughs> You know, but there there's money out there um, to to get that. Uh, so let, let's let's jump into to students here or mm -hmm. for Morgan. So we're both Morganites. So what what can Morgan do to encourage entrepreneurship, uh, whether it's from the alum or from the student's perspective? So um, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, mm -hmm. and being a little kid in Brooklyn. I never got an opportunity to see black-owned businesses. Mm. The very first time I saw a huge influx of black-owned businesses was when I moved to Atlanta. Oh, yeah, and that yeah. kind of motivated yeah. me, too. So with that being said, I think that Morgan can play a big part by bringing people like myself and other business owners who are graduates to let the students see that it can be done. Mm. Because a lot of times we're discouraged because we don't see that. Um, Seeing a, a black Smoothie King woman, a Smoothie King business owner that's a woman running things, or seeing a black engineer with mm -hmm. a huge firm, mm -hmm. it kind of like puts things in perspective. Kind mm -hmm. of like, you know, out of sight, out of mind. If you don't see it, you don't think that it's something you could achieve. Yeah. So I feel that's something that Morgan can do now. Um, we have tons of graduates that are super successful. Absolutely. That yep. can come back and, and give back and share with the students their challenges and their wins and kind of give us a visual mm -hmm. of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be the best approach. Okay. And advice to st students. You know, here on campus, there are a number of students that have 
some great ideas. They just need mm-hmm. to be, they just need some focus. Mm-hmm. And so, as you indicated earlier, some mentorship mm-hmm. and being, being coachable as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so what, what advice would you give to the students who are tuned into uh, this, this podcast here as it relates to thinking about a career in entrepreneurship? The biggest advice that I would give is to research and have a lot of have a lot of questions. Mm. Like find someone that you pretty much look up to and befriend them and just try to pick their brain. Yeah, they're gonna be calling me. Yeah. <laughs> they can call me too. Yes. I don't mind. I yeah. help everyone. Good. Um and then and that's I think true, y'all. She does she does help everyone. Yeah, and yes. that's and that's also a part of being an entrepreneur. Like when you are successful, you have to give back. You have to give back. That's the final yeah. piece. Give back and reach out and pull those people up who you see can can make it as well. So we can just keep the cycle going. Mm, I, I like that. I like that. All right. So, so you, you mentioned some already advice mm-hmm. to to entrepreneurs. Um, what, what's up? What's 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 what are you going to go in the next decade? I mean, will you continue to do the franchise piece? Are you moving on to something else, <laughs> or is wait and see, Omar? Ironically, you that you say that. So, the mm-hmm. franchise piece, Smoothie King, will always be a part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my catalyst to my next step. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan on writing a book. Oh. I'm in the process of writing a book with another Morgan graduate, oh. um, oh. Diane Taylor, Taylor May Publishing. Yes, I had to do the plug. Oh, yeah. um, we so need her, her, we need to get her on here. Yeah, 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 we absolutely can. She's yeah. a huge publisher. She's oh, been wow. on. Um, she's been with Michelle Obama. She's been on their book list. Yeah, she's oh. she's huge. Um, but she's working with me to write a book. She's always been on me, like Tisha. You need to write a book. You have an amazing story. So I'm I'm writing a book. I'm in the process. Congrats! Yeah. So um, after I'm done with that, I plan on my. My goal has always been to be a motivational speaker. Mm. I've always wanted to do that. And even here at Morgan, I discovered that I had a talent for that. Mm. I took speech class and my speech teacher suggested <laughs> that I that I do that. Who was your speech teacher? I forgot her name. It's been so long you, ago. All right. So I can't think of it's been a while for yeah, me it's too. Been a while. But you know, we couldn't say the word sorry. If we did say the word sorry, we would have to say this poem. So does that ring a bell? No, not to me, but all she right. I had her for argument and debate. Oh okay. So yes. as, a, as a business student, we didn't have to take argument, which yes. is crazy. We I had, had to argument take and debate. Okay. All right, I'm so sorry. so I, she I, motivated me to yeah. want to be kind of like a motivational speaker so i go through everything that i do with franchising and running a business so that i can give back and the ultimate way of giving back is doing things like this like what we're doing today um being on panels doing Mm -hmm. some um, motivational speaking tours Mm -hmm. things of that nature that's ideally where i want to be um but of course i wouldn't be credible without having a functioning business you know so it all goes together and it plays a part together Mm -hmm. so yeah in a couple of years, hopefully you'll see me on the big stage next to Oprah yeah. um, presenting, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talking about small businesses and, and black entrepreneurs and women entrepreneurs and things of that nature. All right. Well, we're going to hold you to that. Yeah, we're absolutely. Hold, hold you to that. We're going to make sure that we support you as well. So with that, how can people, Tisha, reach out to you if they're interested in learning more about I mean, your life at Morgan State University mm-hmm. or learning more about just franchising or just entrepreneurship? Well, the best way to reach me is probably via email. And my email address is Tisha, T-I-S-H-A, at SmoothieKingMD.com. That's T-I-S-H-A-S-M-O-O-T-H-I-E-K-I-N-G-M-D.com. All right. Any final thoughts? 
Um, final thoughts, uh, you know, just for all of my entrepreneurs out there, you know, if you have an awesome idea, as crazy as people may think that it is, stick to it, have faith, have passion, and don't give up, and you'll be successful. All right, Tisha Skinner, thank you for coming on to The Bridge. Thank you. And, you know, I always have to say this, you know, The Bridge, for those youngins that don't know what The Bridge, you know what The Bridge <laughs> I is. I know what The Bridge is. <laughs> you know, back when we were students here, there was only one bridge. One bridge. You know, now Morgan State University has three bridges, and I remember just, just hanging just briefly on the bridge as I was going to uh, class. So, And that's where the student union was. So mm -hmm. that's where... McKeldon. yeah, exactly. So that's what we named this after, the bridge. And it's really pathway to big ideas. Mm -hmm. So really bringing on entrepreneurs to help all of us think about big ideas. So Can thank I make one last oh, comment? On. Yes. I just have to say, I haven't been to Morgan in a while. And the growth that that I've seen thus far is just completely amazing. I'm mm -hmm. so proud to be a Morgan graduate. Yes. And I, yep. you know, I'm just excited on what I'm seeing happening here. Go Morgan. Go Morgan. <laughs> Go Morgan. So to, to listen to past episodes of The Bridge, you can visit edacmorgan.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, or as the young people here say, IG. <laughs> We're at MSU alum. That's MSU Alumpreneur. So thank you for checking in. And now go out and make your ideas big. See you next time more Morgan Entrepreneur. I'm sorry. See you next time more The Bridge. Take care. <laughs>